morning. Welcome to the FFGF online today. Hey, we are sorry that we're not able to gather with you uh, in person. Um, a few of us are over here, and I honestly, uh, I, miss, I miss everybody being here. This is, this is uh, uh, not sad, but, but, but uh, I, love, I love gathering together, but, um, but it was safer to, for everybody to stay home, and the roads have snow, so we're uh, thankful that you're able to join us today online. And uh, we pray that you are being blessed so far. I just have a message to share with you today. Um, at the beginning of 2019, um, I, just, I, I, I named it Refresh. And so uh, you don't have to turn to the person next to you and say Refresh. I won't ask you to do that today because that might be, uh, depending on who's in the room with you, it might be awkward or there might not be anybody there. And so, um, and so but I'm glad you've joined with us. And, and stay with us for the next few moments because I, I believe the Lord is really put this on my heart for our church community and for, and for you today. And so would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, that you're with us. I thank you that there's no distance with you. So I thank you that even though we are miles apart, God, I thank you that your spirit is with us. So God, I pray that you'll speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit today. And I pray that your presence would just fill each room that um, the sound of my voice is entering. So God, we just ask for you to meet us today through your word, through your spirit. And I pray that we will leave from this time changed and refocused and refreshed. And so, God, we love you today. We thank you for your word that changes us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I just want to talk to you a little bit about this topic of refresh today. Um, who here, there's some people here, so I'm not talking to nobody. Who here uh, likes new things? Does anybody like new things? Uh, there's something exciting about something new, isn't there? There's something exciting, even, at, right, part of the the, the, the whole excitement at Christmas is not just getting stuff, but opening something that's new. It, it, it's brand new. And, and, and there's something about newness that excites us. I don't think that is a, I think that could be taken too far, but I don't think that is a, um, something that's been placed there without a reason. I think actually we desire newness in our life, and that's a desire put there by God. He's put in us a desire to grow, to increase, for us to see new things happen in our life. Why? Because God is a God who does new things. And so the beginning of 2019, I just want to encourage you with this message. Um, God wants to do new things. And I want to explain it to you in a minute, but just a, a few things before we jump into scripture. Who here, I already asked you, you like new things. I wrote some things down that are new, exciting. How about you go to the store, ladies, you ever go to the store and look for old clothes? No, you want something new. You don't want to buy something that you already have. I actually did that a couple weeks ago. I bought these shoes. I already had the same exact pair, and they wore out, and I liked them so much, I bought them again. <laughs> but you don't do that, right? You don't go to the store and buy old clothes. You go to the store, and you buy something new, something different, something fresh. How about a car? You don't buy the same car you've bought before. You buy a New car, a different car. How, about, how exciting is a new friendship, a new relationship, a new job, uh, um, uh, new Christmas gifts, new things, new presents. New is awesome. <laughs> um, I want to share with you a funny story real quick that, that uh, when I was a kid, I was around eight or nine, I was, 
all caught up in the wonder of Christmas, right? How is it that I show up on December 25th and there's all this stuff waiting for me? And, 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 and I loved it, right? And, um, and, and I wanted to get in the Christmas spirit, but at eight years old, I didn't have the finances or the uh, wherewithal to get anybody anything else new. And so what I would do is I would go up in my closet and I would find old things and pretend try to make them new. I remember the one that worked out the worst was uh, I brought a fingernail clipper, an old fingernail clipper that I found in my closet and brought it to my dad, wrapped it up, gave it to my dad for Christmas. He opened it up and I could see the confusion and disappointment on his face when he thought his son had got him something for Christmas and all of a sudden it was a, like, I don't even want a new fingernail clipper for Christmas. Don't give me a used one, right? I gave him a fingernail clipper from the back of my closet. I think some of you in your living room just shouted, ew, right? That is disgusting. And, 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 and the disappointment, right? I gave people like old kids books and stuff they didn't want, old stuff, when there was supposed to be something new that they got. I could always, I, I think I stopped after a Christmas or two because I, just, I felt like I was ruining Christmas. There's just disappointment in the air when there's so much positivity and excitement and, and then we're celebrating the birth of Jesus and I get free stuff like, why are you giving me fingernail clippers and old kids books? I don't, I don't want this. Why'd you wrap this up? Right? So, uh, uh, but I want to, <laughs> it's a funny illustration today of how we like new things. We enjoy newness. But I want to just share with you today something that I feel like God put on my heart is in 2019. I mean, there's nothing different really but between December 31st, 2018 and January 1st, 2019. But there's a sense of newness in our hearts, a sense of expectation, expectancy, and this is a new year. Something fresh can happen. 2018 was great, but I'm expecting God to do greater things. The best is yet to come. And so um, I just want to share with you guys today that the Lord is just really speaking to me this week that, that God doesn't just love new things. He loves to make old things new. Can you say amen today wherever you're at that? He doesn't just, th when things in your life begin to break and you feel broken and you feel, you feel like you're farther from God, he doesn't throw you out. He actually, when you come to him, he takes what's old in you and he replaces it with what's new. And so you have a God today who loves not just newness, but he loves to take the old and make it new. Didn't he do that for you when you first met him? You felt broken, you felt alone. Maybe you made the decision to follow Jesus and not everything was changed all at once, but all of a sudden newness began to, began to come out. And all of a sudden ways you used to think changed. People you used to hang out with were, was different. Ways you talked became new. You became a new creation. I just want to remind you of scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new, that, excuse me, the old life is gone and a new life has begun. I think it's significant that it says a new life has begun because how many of you know when you find Jesus, yes, we're a new creation, but God begins making us new. A new life has Begun. I don't know about you, when I started following Jesus, there were some things in me that needed to change. There was some change that needed to happen. And when you start following Jesus, newness 
begins. And so if you feel like today you're not where you should be, you can know that. You can look back and you know you're not where you were before and God's working in your life and he's making things new. I want to read it to you one more time. This means that anyone, anyone in the Greek means this, everyone. (laughs) It means anyone. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. My dad tells this story, and I was, I believe I was, I heard this as well, as there was a pastor who, who talked about sin, and he talked about your life as a door, and, and when you sin, you hammer nails into it. When you come to Jesus, you ask for forgiveness. He takes the nails out, but he says the holes are still there. I don't, I don't believe that's true. I believe that when you ask for forgiveness and you come to Jesus, he'll take the nails out, and he'll not just fill the holes and patch you, but he'll give you a new door. He'll make your life new. How does he do it? I don't know. It's a supernatural newness, but God wants to do it in you and for you and through you and use you to help other people find Jesus who can make them new. And so at the beginning of 2019, I feel I want to share you as we're celebrating newness of new dreams, new excitement, new goals, uh, new things, that God wants to not just give you new things. He wants to take what's old in you and he wants to make it new. He wants to continue the process of old to new. And so, and so I, just have a, um, I just have a scripture, some scripture for you this morning. We're going to look at the Old Testament in Joel chapter 2. And, uh, and so if you want to turn there, if you have a Bible or iPhone and you're watching this on something else other than your phone, um, you can. And, and anyway, so, so Israel's at, at a time again where they've walked away from God. And they're not close to God at this point. They still know that he's with them. They still know where to turn. And Joel is a prophet. And so what happens is, is this. There's this, um, there's this tremendous tragedy that happens in the land. It, it actually, it is an infestation of insects. It sounds terrible, and it probably would be that there are so many locusts that swarm the land of Israel that they literally eat everything. And, 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 and all the farmers are don't have anything left. There's no food. There's no, there's no crops. The animals don't have anything to eat. Everybody's starving. Uh, they are in a horrible, horrible situation. And let me just read to you what's going on in Joel chapter two, excuse me, Joel chapter one, verses two through four. Say this, hear, hear this, you elders, and give ear all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Joel is saying, has anything, I've never seen this before. You ever felt like it's gotten to that place in, in your life where you look at your life and there's some situations, there's some relationships, there's some struggles, there's some temptations, and you look at it and say, I don't think I've ever gone through this before. It's never been this bad before. I feel like these things have never, this has never happened to me before. You ever said that to yourself? Joel says, look, this hasn't happened before. Has this ever happened before? Uh, Verse three, it says this, tell your children about it and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. This is what had happened, verse four. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. And what the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten. And what the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. I don't think those are actually scientific terms for locusts, but this is what they were doing is these insects had eaten everything. It was a plague, and everything that they had was gone. And they're at this point where 
They're beginning to see that God's their only hope. Things that they had that God had even blessed them with were beginning to leave. You ever felt like this, that the, even maybe even the blessing of God in your life, you're beginning to see it dissipate and disappear and, and you're trying to figure out why and, and you want it back and you're, and, you're, and you're discouraged? Man, things that you had blessed me with, God, I feel like they're, they're gone. The new has become old. What, the, the things that you gave me are... I, I feel broken. I feel alone. I feel I don't have enough... Uh, we don't have enough money. We, we're, we're struggling uh, emotionally. I feel a wreck. I have no peace. Uh, uh, what's going on? I want to read to you, just continue in Joel chapter 1, verse 9 through 12. This is the situation they're in. The grain offering, the drink offering has been cut off from the house of the Lord because there's no food. We can't offer sacrifices to God. You ever felt like that in your giving? Man, God, you haven't blessed me with enough, so how am I going to give to you and to other people? The priests mourn who minister to the Lord. The fields are wasted. The land mourns for the grain is ruined. The new wine is dried up. The oil fails. It says, be ashamed, you farmers. Wail, vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley because the harvest of the field has perished. There's no crops. This is their business. Their, their businesses are all ruined. The vine has dried up. The fig is withered, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, the apple tree. All the trees of the field are withered. It says... Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. Not only is all their stuff gone, something much more valuable has gone. Their, their joy's been destroyed. Their hope's been maligned. And they're at this place where they need help. They need something fresh. They need to be refreshed, restored, and renewed. And I just want to say that maybe there's some things in your life in 2019 that you want to see God refresh and restore and renew. Maybe there's some things that have died in your life that you want to see grow again. Maybe your prayer life in 2018 through the holidays and through the busyness of life, maybe your prayer life just began to wilt, wither. And because of that, maybe your joy began to, to just leave. I just want to say to you, God wants to regrow some things in you in 2019. But there's one R word that's a prerequisite for refreshing. And there's one R word that in order to see refreshing, regrowth, and restoration, there's a typical pastor move right here, you need to return. God wants to regrow in you. God wants to restore you. He wants to make the old new, but the prerequisite always for refreshing is returning. You have to come back to him. And this is the message of Joel is you have walked far from me. You're not close to me anymore. And what happens when we wander from the presence of God in our lives? Uh, I don't believe he always just sends judgment to punish us, but I believe his hand has to recede, and all of a sudden we begin to see slowly but surely the effects in our life of distance from God. And so, how do I return today? I'll give you another R word. The first way is to repent. Repentance is a fancy church word. To, it literally means to change your mind, to change your mind about how you live your life. Repentance is this, not feeling sorry emotionally because of the consequences that I am enduring, but resolving in my mind through the power of the Holy Spirit to say, God, I change my mind about how I think 
about the world around me and I align it to your word and what you say. That's what repentance is. And so if you want God to restore, refresh, renew, and regrow in your life, you have to return. And to start returning, you have to repent. God, I come back to you and I say, I don't want to do it my way anymore. My way kind of worked, but not really. And, and eventually it turned out bad. But God, your way, I, I, I choose your way today. And so Joel chapter 2 and verse 12, Joel is prophesying to God's people and says, look, God has allowed this so you would turn. You know, I believe sometimes in your life, God does allow things to die because he wants you to return. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. I just want to remind you how important your heart is in this. I want to read to you... um, just a few verses here that Proverbs 4:23 says this. Let me just say this, but when you return and your mind changes, you have to return not just with your actions, but with a heart. Why? Because changing my behavior won't change my heart. But God changing my heart will manifest in how I live changes. Your heart is so important. Proverbs 4.23 says this, guard your heart above all else. It says above anything else that you do, protect your heart. What is my heart? It's my mind, my will, and my emotions. It's who I am. It's my soul. Guard your heart above anything else for it determines the course of your life. You want to see things restored? God, take the old to new. Give him back your heart today. Return with your heart. Not just say, God, I resolved to do things better in 2019, but God, I give you my heart in 2019. I want to return to you, not just to a list of principles that I want to see happen in my life, but I return to you with my heart. Won't you regrow what's dead? Won't you restore what's been lost? Won't you renew what's, been, what's become old? And I promise you, when you return with your heart, He'll begin to. This is what the progression of your heart going away from God looks like. It often looks like this. My heart begins to get cold toward God because of distractions or sin. And all of a sudden, my priorities begin to change. So when my heart begins to get cold, my priorities start to change. And so prayer doesn't doesn't seem as important anymore. Gathering together with believers and encouraging one another doesn't seem like the best use of my time because I've done that this week. Reading scripture doesn't seem like as life-giving as it was before because I have all these other things that are so important. And when my heart begins to get cold, my priorities begin to change. What What are your priorities? It's what's most important to your heart. And so, and so when my heart gets cold toward God, all of a sudden my priorities towards God are different. And then when my priorities change, my communication with God begins to suffer. How many of you know if with a spouse or a friendship or, or a dating relationship, if, if, if your priorities towards that person changes, communication begins to suffer. You're not in communication and you know what happens when communication suffers. Your relationship suffers. And then when relationships suffer, distance is created. And so that's the progression of walking from God. As all of a sudden my heart begins to be cold, then my priorities change. 
and then my communication with God suffers, and then our relationship suffers. You ever said this? I just don't feel as connected to God like I was. Let me just, this is a little harsh, but it's not his fault. He's just as willing to talk as he's ever been. Sometimes it's me. My, my choices have created distance. Now our relationship isn't as close. And so, and so your heart, he says in Joel chapter 2, he says in verse 12, Now therefore turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. What is that saying? There was a tradition in ancient Israel where when, so, when a tragedy would happen or when, when somebody passed away, that they would take on this act of mourning. And what would happen is they would rip their clothes and they would put on a burlap sack or something, something rough and, and they would put ashes on their head, signifying that they were in mourning or they were in, in, in tragedy. And, and so what God is saying, he's saying, I don't want an outward show of repentance. I want your heart. I don't want you just to go through the motions that you've gone through time and time again of, of trying to show everyone else that you're sorry because of the consequences that are happening. But come to me not with show, but with your heart. And, 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 and he says this, return to the Lord your God. And I want to show you what God says to his people, what he'll do for, for them. And I just want to remind you that God will do the same for you in your life. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. I love this picture of God, and this is in the Old Testament. Look at this. It says he is slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. When we return, not just with, with our outward show, but when we return with our hearts to the Lord, he says, oh, I'm slow to anger. I'm merciful. I'm kind. It says he relents from doing harm. I love verse 14. It says this, who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him. You know, the things that have been taken away, I believe that the old things can be made new. Everything that has been taken away from you, that has died, that you feel is broken, areas you feel like you need restoration, I believe God wants to restore. I believe he wants to refresh in you. How about this, your purpose? I feel like maybe you've just been wandering, you've lost purpose. Your calling. Maybe there's some areas in your life where you felt you were called to. You felt like you were called to, to minister to other people, to love people, and just felt that begin to die. Maybe you felt like there's a certain job, career, relationship, something you're aimed toward, and you just felt it, your calling begin to, to dissipate, to die. Maybe it's your joy, like the Israelites, it says that their joy had begun to wane. Maybe your joy's gone and you need joy. Maybe your family needs to be restored. Maybe you're in financial trouble. Maybe your health today. Maybe it's your relationship with God. Maybe it's your prayer life. You feel like it's been taken away from you. You feel like you, you, you've lost your desire to pray, to spend time with God. Maybe it's your freedom. You felt like, man, I used to be so free and, 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 and now I'm just in bondage emotionally or, or to something. Uh, there's, some, there's so many things that we can, 
that can die, but I want to say God wants to regrow them in you. Joel chapter 2, verse 18 through 19 says this, then the Lord, when we return, then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I will, behold means listen, listen, I will send you grain, new wine, and oil. Everything they had lost, God says, I'll give it back to you. And you will be satisfied by them. Verse 23 says this, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. Remember what he's done in the past. I love this, how God, through through the prophet Joel, reminds them of what's been done in the past. Has he ever failed you yet? Has he ever let you go before? And you can look at your own life and say, yeah, maybe things were difficult. Maybe there were some hard times, but I can say with assurance and in my own life, God has never left me. God has never walked away from me. He's been faithful. For he has given you the former rain faithfully and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. God's going to bring new things into your life. So I will restore. This is one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. Joel chapter 2 verse 25. It says that I will restore to you even the years that the swarming locust has eaten. How about that? That God can, you may say, God, I believe you can restore things, but, but I've wasted so much time. Joel 2 says that God can even restore years to your life, that you felt like you've walked in the paths of sin, you've been unproductive, you've gone and done things that you're ashamed of, you're sorry, you've, you felt like you took a different path than God was telling to you, and you say, well, that opportunity's over in my life because I made decisions to walk away from God's plan. Uh, Joel chapter 2 says God can even restore to you time he's so he works in the supernatural he can it's the same way he gives you makes you a new creation he'll restore to you time when you return to him it says so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten you know those crops took years to grow Year after year, they would come and they would grow and all the, all the work and everything was eaten. And God says, I'll restore to you the years that it took to grow this. And God will do the same in your life. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing, chewing locust. Verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And so as we end here this morning, I want to encourage you that the old things in your life, maybe there's some things that you feel like are dead, that have died, and you want to see God regrow them. Maybe you're expecting God to do new things in your life. How do we see it happen? As to return. It's to come to God, not just with sackcloth and ashes, not just with an outward show, but with a heart that says, God, I return. I repent. I need you to regrow what I've, I've allowed to die. I need you to restore what's been taken from me. And I promise you, he, he just won't give you new things. He will make the old things new. He'll take what's old and make it new. I'll end with this verse. We've read a lot of Old Testament scriptures today, Acts 3, 19 through 20 says this now repent and repentance is a change of the mind repent of your sins that's not my life anymore I choose the life God has for me by the power of his spirit and I turn to God 
Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. I just want to remind you today that as far as the east as from the west, that's how far your transgressions have been removed from you. What are transgressions? Transgressions are willfully knowing where the line is and stepping over it. It's the same word as trespasses. You knew what not to do and you did it anyway. I believe sometimes we believe that God can forgive my state, state of sinfulness. I'm a sinner. But there's some things that I did, some choices that I made that I don't know if I can come back from. But God says he will forgive your trespasses as far as the east is from the west. Let me just remind you that that is not a definable distance. That's a direction. As far as that way is from that way to eternity. That's how far God has put your sins and your transgressions and your mistakes and your bad decisions from you. And he says, now repent of your sins, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. And then times of refreshment. Remember we talked, the the title of the sermon is Refresh. Times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. And he will send again to you, Jesus, your appointed Messiah. Let me just remind you, this isn't a prophecy of Jesus. This is the book of Acts. Jesus has already come, lived his life, died for our sins, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, It's saying that, again, Jesus, your, your Messiah, your Savior, He'll come to you again. He'll refresh you. He'll restore you. He'll renew you. And he'll regrow in you what's dead and what's gone. And so the beginning of 2019, as we so often focus on what this year is about, and we just at the beginning of this year felt like this is a year of hope, that God's going to restore hope to you. The places where you felt hopeless, God's going to regrow and restore that. And so I just want to pray with you wherever you're at this morning. And, and would, you, would you just close your eyes and pray with me right now? And if there's, a, if there's something that you want to see God restore in your life, something you want to see him regrow, I just want you to put it in your heart before him and, and just bring it before him as we pray this morning. Holy Spirit, God, I thank you for 2018. God, for what you did. God, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you that you're a God who doesn't just give us new things, but God, you make what's old and dead and you make it new. And so God, we love you today. We thank you, God, and we ask for the old things in our lives. God, we pray that you'll begin to restore the broken places you'll begin to renew. The hard places in our hearts, God, you'll begin to soften. And God, I just pray, God, that we'll return to you in 2019 with our hearts. God, if there's distance in our life from you, God, if, we, if, we don't, if our prayer lives are dull, God, if we don't spend time in your word, I pray that you restore hunger, restore desire. And, and I just pray that you'll give us grace to make you our priority. God, as we return to you with our heart, God, you will be our priority today. So God, we love you and we we thank you. We just pray that as we enjoy the rest of today, God, I pray that you'll just begin to refresh, restore different parts of our lives. I just want to just pray this prayer with you as we close. And I pray that, I ask that you pray it after me if you want to. God, I pray that you will begin to restore in my life. I return to you, not with a show, but with my heart. And I want you to begin growing your fruit in me. Lord, I pray that 2019 would be my greatest year yet, the year that I've been closest to you, closer than ever before. In Jesus' name.